Chapter 6 of In the Schoolroom. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. In the Schoolroom by John S. Hart. Chapter 6 Teaching Children What They Do Not Understand. It is not uncommon to hear persons declaim against teaching children what they do not understand. If by this is meant that children should not learn a set of words as parrots do, merely by the ear, and without attaching any idea to what they utter, no one will dissent from the propriety of the rule. But if the meaning is that they should learn nothing except what they fully comprehend, the rule certainly needs to be hedged in by some grave precautions. There are indeed few things which anyone, the oldest or the wisest, fully comprehends. Who knows what matter is? certainly not the most eminent of philosophers. They do not pretend to know. We pick up a pebble. Who can tell what it is, absolutely? We say that it is something which has certain qualities. But even these we know mainly by negations. The pebble is hard, that is, it does not yield to pressure. It is opaque, that is, it does not transmit light. It is heavy, that is, it does not remain still, but goes towards the center of the earth unless intercepted by some interposing body. Who knows the meaning absolutely of a single article of the creed? Certainly not the most eminent of divines. We know certain things about the great mysteries of the Godhead, and even these things we know, not directly, but by certain faint, distinct analogies, and we express our knowledge in terms chosen mainly from Scripture and arranged with care by wise and learned men. These venerable formularies, containing the most exact verbal expression which the Church has been able to frame, of what the scriptures teach about God and his ways, we commit to memory, and we repeat them with comfort and edification. But we do not pretend to penetrate the very essence of their meaning. Who, by searching, can find out God? One must be God himself to understand him. We read that Christ was tempted of the devil in the wilderness. There are many things in this transaction which we may be said, in a certain sense, to know. But a man will not proceed far in analyzing this knowledge before he will discover that there are mysteries underlying the whole, which he cannot penetrate. He knows some of the surface relations, but the things themselves, in their essence, are unknown. Was Christ tempted, as the devil tempts us, by suggesting thoughts in the mind? Was the devil present in bodily shape? Did he utter an audible voice by undulating the air, as we do? Has he direct relations to matter, as we have? How could his offer of worldly power and riches be any real temptation to the Savior, when Jesus knew that Satan had no power to make his offer good? There are indeed few things, in revelation or out of revelation, in mind or in matter, which we really and fully comprehend. If, therefore, we are to teach children nothing but what they understand, we must either teach them nothing at all, or our rule must be materially qualified. No one knows absolutely but God. Among created beings, there are almost infinite gradations of intelligence, although the highest created intelligence begins its range indefinitely below that of the divine mind. A given formula of words, therefore, may express very different degrees of truth according to the degree of intelligence of the party using it. A catechism or a creed may convey twenty different degrees of meaning to twenty successive persons, varying in age, character, and culture. Yet the very youngest and feeblest shall understand something of its meaning, while the wisest and oldest shall not have exhausted it. 
the young and feeble intellect receiving a formula of truth with suitable explanations of its terms takes in at once a portion of its meaning and gradually grows into a fuller comprehension of what it has received a statement of doctrine received by a child at the age of five conveys to him a few feeble rays of light the same statement at the age of ten means to him far more than it did before while at twenty it is all luminous with knowledge the mind itself grows and expands and with every addition to its own vigor and stature does it find new truths in those expressive and pregnant formulas of doctrine with which it has from childhood been familiar it is like looking at a material object first with the naked eye and then with glasses of continually increased magnifying power the more we increase the power the more we see in the same bit of matter yet no glass will ever reveal to us the very interior essence of even the smallest particle of dust god only knows fully either any single thing or the sum of things because however we cannot see into the essence of a pebble or a grain of sand shall we shut our eyes to it altogether shall we not look at it first as an infant does then as a child then as a youth then as a man then as a philosopher we can never see it as god does but we shall see it with ever-growing powers of vision until that which was to us at first only a rude mass becomes an exhaustless organized microcosm of wonders i do not advocate the overloading of children with verbal statements of abstruse doctrines whether of religion or of science much less would i turn them into parrots to repeat phrases to which they attach no meaning at all but when it is demanded on the other hand that they shall learn nothing but what they understand i demur i ask for explanation of the rule i insist that every statement of truth which they learn even the most elementary contains depths which neither they nor their teachers can fathom i insist that both in science and religion there are certain great admitted elementary truths reduced to forms of sound words with which the whole world is familiar and that while these formularies contain many things which a child cannot understand they yet contain many things of which even the youngest child has a fair comprehension i insist that a carefully prepared religious creed or catechism even though it contains many things beyond a child's present comprehension is a fit subject for study memory in childhood is quick and tenacious the treasures first laid away in that great storehouse are the last to be removed they may be overlaid by subsequent accumulations but they are still ready for use forms of sound words are certainly among the things which parents and teachers should store away in the young minds of which they have charge if the child does not understand all that he thus places in his memory he understands portions of it just as he sees certain qualities of the pebble which he holds in his hand and he will see and understand more as his mind expands and his powers of spiritual vision increase end of chapter six teaching children what they do not understand